Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. So as you all know I have started reading Out of My Mind by Sharon Draper and we have even finished the first 5 chapters. So without further ado, let's read chapter 6. Chapter 6. Mrs. Violencia lives next door to us. Violets are purple and Violencia oranges are well orange. Purple oranges are plain are just plain usual unusual and so she and so is she she's a big woman about 6 feet tall with the biggest hands ever they huge i bet you could put a full size basketball in each of her palms and still have room left over uh, if mrs v is well like a tree then my mom is a twig next to her I was about 2 years old when I first started hanging out at Mrs. V's house. Mom and dad hardly left me with anybody at first, but sometimes the work schedules overlapped and they needed a third person to help me out. Mom said Mrs. V was the first visitor when I first came home from the hospital, the first person to just pick me up like any other baby. A lot of my parents' friends had been scared to even touch me, but not Mrs. V. Mrs V wears huge flowing dresses must be vines of materials in those things in all crazy colors com- combinations bubblegum pink with fire engine red with peachy sherbet and bright cinnamon and all shades of orange and purple of course she told me she makes the dresses herself i guess she'd have to i've never seen anything like them in any store in the mall or in a hospital either Mrs V and mom used to work together as nurses at the hospital mom told me the children there had been had been crazy about her she wore the same bright outfits in the premi awards in the premi ward the kids cancer award and the children's burn unit color brings life and hope to these children she denounced boldly darling daring anybody to disagree i guess nobody did I remember sitting on Mrs V's porch that very first time. Mom and Dad looked concerned, but Mrs V held me tightly and bounced me on her knees. She must have her hidden microphone under those flowing clothes. She has one of those voices that can make anybody shut up and turn and listen. Of course I'll watch Melody, she said with certainty. Well, Melody is uh, well you know really special. Dad said hesitantly. All kids are special, Mrs. V had replied with authority. But this one has hidden superpowers. I would love to help her find them. We can't possibly pay you what this is worth to us, Dad began. Mrs. V had shrugged and said with a smile, I'd appreciate whatever you can give me. My dad looked sheepish. Well, thanks, and I'll get that ramp finished in this weekend. I just need to make one more trip to the lumberyard. Now that will be a big help Mrs V said had said with a nod Melody can be a handful mom had warned Mrs V uh lift me as Mrs V lifted me into the head eh i've got big hands we want her to reach her highest potential that added oh gag me Mrs V said startling him don't get bogged down in all those touchy feely words and phrases you read in the books on disabled kids melody is a is a child who can learn and will learn if she sticks with me dad looked embarrassed but then he grinned bring her back in 20 years please you'll have her back 
home by supper time. So most work days I would end up at Mrs. Valencia's place for a couple of hours until mom and dad could get home. When I got older, I went over to Mrs. V's every afternoon after school. I don't know how much they paid her, but it couldn't have been enough. From the very beginning, Mrs. Valencia gave me to a sympathy. Instead of sitting me in the special little chair my parents had brought for me, she plopped me on my back. The first time she did that, I looked up like she was crazy. I cried, I screeched, she ignored me. By the way, she had asked me to turn over. And I knew that everybody knows that I can't turn over. So, I looked at her like she was crazy. I cried, I screeched. She ignored me. She walked away and flipped on her CD player. Loud, marching band music blared through the room. I liked it. Then she came back and put my favorite toy, a rubber monkey, a few inches from my head. I wanted that monkey. It squeaked when you touched it. But it may as well have been a million miles away. I was on my back, sucked a little tot, stuck like a turtle. I screamed louder. Mrs. V sat down on the quilt. Turned over. Turn over, Melody, she said quietly. Sometimes she can get she can make her voice really soft. I was so shocked. I stopped yelling. I couldn't turn over. Didn't she know that? She she was nuts. She wiped my nose with a tissue. You can turn yourself over, Melody. I know you understand every word I say to you. And I know you can do this. Now, roll. Actually, I'd never bothered to try very hard to roll. Anywhere, I'd fallen off the sofa a couple of times and it hurt. So I usually just waited for mom or dad to move me over to a comfortable position. Look at how you're lying. You're already on your side, halfway there. Use all that screaming and hollering in energy you've got to take you to another position. Toss your right arm over and concentrate. So I did. I strained. I reached. I tried so hard. I farted. Mrs. V cracked up, but slowly, slowly, I felt my body rolling to the right and then, unbelievably, plop. I was on my stomach. I was so proud of myself. I screeched. I told you so, Mrs. V said, victory in her voice. Now go get that monkey. I knew better than to protest, so I reached for it. The monkey was now only two inches from my hand. I tried to scoot. My legs kept doing the opposite of what my head wanted them to do. I wiggled. I grabbed a fistful of the quilt and pulled the monkey. Pulled. The monkey got closer. You're a smart little cookie, Mrs. V told me. I gave the quilt another tug. And finally, gradually, I had the monkey in my hand. I clutched it and it squeaked as if it were glad to see me. I grinned, made it squeak again and again. After that workout, you must be hungry, she said. She fed me a vanilla milk shake after first, then my vegetables and noodles. Mrs. Valencia always serves a dessert and I always get eat always eat all my food. The healthy part? And the yummy part too. It's our secret. Mrs. V is the only person who lets me drink soda, coke, Sprite, the hidden treat. I love the nose tickling burp. Mom and dad mostly give me milk and juice. Mellow yellow is my favorite. Mrs. V even started calling me that. At Mrs. V's house, I learned to scoot and then to crawl. 
I'd never win a baby crawling contest, but by the time I was three, I had learned to get across a room. She made me figure out how to flip myself over from front to back and back to front again. She was tough on me. She let me fall out of my wheelchair onto pillows so I could learn how to best uh, how best to catch myself. Suppose somebody forgets to fasten that seat belt of yours, she said in that voice that sounded like she was chewing gravel. You better know what to do or you'll bust your head wide open. I didn't want a busted head, so we practiced. She'd send me back home, tell mom I had a good dinner and a good poop. I have no idea why a parent thinks that's so important. Then wink at me. I was like her secret mission. Once I started school, however, I discovered I had a much bigger problem than just falling out of my chair. I needed words. How was I supposed to learn anything if I couldn't talk? How was I supposed to answer questions or ask questions? I knew a lot of words, but I couldn't read a book. I had a million thoughts in my head, but I couldn't share them with anybody. On the top of that, people didn't really expect the kids in H5 to learn much anyway. It was driving me crazy. I could, couldn't have been much more sick than six when Mrs. V figured out what I needed. One afternoon, after school, after a snack of ice cream with caramel sauce, she flipped through the cable channels and stopped at a documentary about some guy named Stephen Hawking. Now, I'm interested in almost everything that has a wheelchair in it. Duh! I even like the Jerry Lewis telethon. Turns out Stephen Hawking has someone call, has something called an ALS and he can't walk or talk and he's probably the smartest man in the world and everybody knows it. That is so cool. I bet he gets really frustrated sometimes. After the show went off, I got real quiet. He's like you, sort of, isn't he? Mrs. Val asked. I pointed to yes on my board, then pointed to no. I don't... I don't follow you, she scratched her head. I don't, I pointed to need on my board, then to read. Need, read, need, read. I know you can read lots of words, Melody, Mrs. V said. I pointed again, more, I could feel, feel tears coming out. More, more, more. Melody, if you had to choose, which would you rather be able to do, walk or talk? Talk, I pointed to my board. I hit the word again. Talk, talk, talk. I have so much to say. So Mrs. V it made it her new mission to give me language. She ripped all the words off my communication board and started from scratch. She made the new words smaller so more could, so more could fit. Every single space on my talking board got filled with the names and pictures of people in my life. Questions I might need to ask and a big variety of nouns and verbs and adjectives so I could actually compose something that looked like a sentence. I could ask, where is my book bag? Or say, happy birthday mom, just by pointing with my thumb. I have magic thumbs, by the way. They work perfectly. The rest of my body is sort of like a coat with the buttons done up in the wrong holes. But my thumbs came out with no flaws, no glitches. Just my thumbs. Go figure! Every time Mrs. V would add new words, I learned them quickly, used them in sentences and was hungry for more. I wanted to read. So she made flashcards. 
Pink for nouns, blue for verbs, green for adjectives. Piles and piles of words. I learned to read. Little words like fish and dish and swish. I like rhyming words. They're easy to remember. It's just like buy one, get the rest free. Sale at the mall. I learned big words like caterpillar and mosquito and words that follow crazy rules like knock and gnome. I learned all the days of the week, months of the year and all the planets, oceans and continents. Every single day I learned new words. I sucked them, I sucked them in and globaled them and gobbled them up like they were Mrs. V's cherry cake. And then she would stretch out the cards on the floor position me on a big pillow so I could reach them. Then I'd push the cards into sentences with my fists. It was like stringing the be- beads of a necklace together to make something really cool. I like to make her laugh, so I put the words into a wacky order sometimes. The blue fish will run away. He does not want to be dinner. <laughs> That's funny. She also taught me words for all the music I heard at home. I learned to tell difference to tell the difference between Beethoven and Bach, between a sonata and a concerto. She'd pick a selection on a CD, then ask me the composer, Mozart, at point to the correct card from the choices. She'd set me in front of me. she she would set in front of me. Then I'd point to the color blue on my board. Huh? She asked. When she played a section from Batch, Batch, I'd point to the correct composter. Then once again, I touched the color blue on my board. I also touched purple. She looked so confused. I searched around for the right words to explain what I meant. I wanted her to understand that music was colorful when I heard it. I finally re- realized that even Mrs. V couldn't figure out, figure out everything in my head. We kept going. Sometimes she would play hip-hop music, sometimes oldies. Music and the colors it produced flowed around her as easily as her clothing. Mrs. V took me outside in all kinds of weather. One day she actually let me sit outside in the rain. It was steaming hot and I was sticky and irritable. I must have been out 90 degrees outside. We were sitting on her porch watching the storm clouds gather. She told me the names of all the clouds and made up stories about them. I knew that later she, she'd have given the names of every kind of cloud on word cards for me. Big old Nimbus up there. He is black and powerful and can blow all the other clouds out of the sky. He wants to marry Miss, Clum- Miss Kamala's cloud. But she's too soft and pretty to be bothered with such a scary guy. So he gets mad and makes storms, she told me. Finally, old Nimbus got his way and the rain came down down around me and Mrs. V. It rained so hard I couldn't see past the porch. The wind blew and the wet coolness of the rain washed over us. It felt so good. A small leak on Mrs. V's porch let a few drops of rain fall on my head. I laughed out loud. Mrs. V gave me a funny look, then hopped up. You want to feel it all? She asked. I nodded my head. Yes, yes, yes. She rolled me down the ramp. Dad had built 
both of us getting wetter and wetter every second she stopped when she got to the grass and when and we let the rain drench us my hair my clothes my eyes and arms and hands wet 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 it was awesome the rain was warm almost like bath water i laughed and laughed eventually mrs v rolled me back up the ramp and into the house where she dried me off changed my clothes and gave me a cup of chocolate milk she dried off my chair and by the time dad came to pick me up the rain had stopped and everything was dry once more i dream of chocolate clouds all night so everyone that was the end of uh, out of my mind by sharon draper chapter 6 and uh, in the next podcast episode we are going to read chapter 7 so see you soon everyone have fun and bye